Good afternoon. It is Sunday, August 2nd, 2020. And I uh, just wanted to read an opinion article um, that I came across. And of course, I found very interesting. We are going to be receiving a uh, storm. I guess within the next few days, I haven't really kept up with the forecast, but that sound you heard was literally like the wind just picking up and opening my door and knocking over a can outside. That shit was loud, right? Anyway, sometimes the wind has a message. So we will be receiving, I guess, like a tropical storm or a hurricane. Who the fuck knows? It's New York, right? We were the epicenter of the COVID-19 outbreak wouldn't surprise me if we get hit with a nice hurricane too right let's just let's just top it off let's just make everything beautiful because uh, nothing spells even more economic disaster than a natural disaster on top of a pandemic on top of job losses because hey 2020 is not over yet so there's still time for even more destruction. All right, now I didn't want to get distracted. I just wanted to read this article. Uh, never been on this website before. It's called Cron, uh, and it's an opinion article. Uh, data isn't just being collected from your phone. It's being used to score you, okay? This article was written by Harvey Rosenfield and Laura Antonini. The Washington Post. I never thought that I'd be reading a Washington Post article, but I guess that they hosted it on here. And if you don't mind, again, I have a lot of distractions outside, and I'm trying to read you a message, but there's just stuff that I'm hearing out there that shouldn't be happening. Either or. All right, let's keep going. Data isn't just being collected from your phone. It's being used to score you. Operating in the shadows of the online marketplace, specialized tech companies you've likely never heard of are tapping vast troves of our personal data to generate secret, secret surveillance scores. Digital mugshots of millions of Americans that supposedly predict our future behavior. The firms sell their scoring services to major businesses across the U.S. economy. Very similar to China. This is what goes on in China. They have a... Uh, they don't just have a credit score in China in terms of your buying worthiness or your monetary or, you know, um, based on your history of payments on your debts and so on and so forth. The credit score is weighed very heavily here in the United States. I don't know about other countries, but in order to be part of the wheeling and dealing and get the privilege of being a bigger debt slave, um, well, they score you based on how good you are, the little sheep paying your debts on time, like a good little slave, and the more obedient you are, the higher your score. So it's pretty big here in the States, in the commerce-based commerce economy, right? I guess I would be saying that correctly, where a majority of our gross domestic product, or our GDP, or what we're worth, it's just based on what people spend their money on, and it could be anything. The entertainment, real estate, healthcare, it all just helps to funnel money back into our society and our system, and it just inflates our, our net worth 
I guess that's just the simplest way for me to sum that up. So we have a credit score here in the States, but China takes it a step further. They do what's called a social credit score. And anybody who's traveled to Asia or knows or just thinks outside of the box and understands that it's not just what happens here or what has happened, but what has been happening in other countries and how it's just another method of control. It's just another method to control you. So obviously the social credit score, it's kind of like eerily similar to the uh, COVID tracing in theory, who you come in contact with or who is part of your network is just basically going to help to determine whether you're a red or a green. I don't know if they have a yellow, but you will be judged based on who you are closest to, whether it be your neighborhood, your social media interactions, all, all this stuff is being networked and mapped and is used in, in China specifically. I'm not sure about other countries. And here, uh, it seems as though they're, they will likely slowly adopt this in the United States. And, and this article is pretty much uh, a brief introduction to how this type of technology and sequestering or um, spying is being used. So let's get back to the article. Operating in the shadows of the online marketplace, specialized tech companies you've likely never heard of are tapping vast troves of our personal data to generate secret surveillance scores. Digital mugshots of millions of Americans that supposedly predict our future behavior. The firms sell their scoring services to major businesses across the U.S. economy. People with low scores can suffer harsh consequences. Quora Logic and TransUnion say that scores they peddle to landlords can predict whether a potential tenant will pay the rent on time, be able to absorb, quote, rent increases, end quote, or break a lease. Large employers use HireVue, a firm that generates an employability score about candidates by analyzing tens of thousands of factors, including a person's facial expressions and voice intonations. They would probably have a fucking field day with me. Other employers use Cornerstone Score, which considers where a job prospect lives and which web browser they use to judge how successful they will be at a job. That's pretty biased, you know? I mean, like, just because I live in the hood and I'll use, like, a secure browser, I wouldn't be successful at my job. I don't know. I don't don't know what criteria they use, but that's pretty fucked up. Brand name retailers purchase, quote, risk scores, end quote, from Retail Equation to help make judgments about whether consumers commit fraud when they return goods for refunds. Players in the gig economy use outside firms such as SIFT to score consumers' quote, overall trustworthiness, end quote. Wireless customers predicted to be less profitable are sometimes forced to endure longer customer service hold times. Now, who knew that, right? So if you're, if you're waiting a really long time for customer service, well, they don't consider you to be a very profitable customer. So there, you got to get the hint. <laughs> waiting for a long time uh auto insurers raise premiums based on scores calculated using information from smartphone apps that track driving styles wow well i know that the order auto insurers here in new york new york state they want you to um they encourage you to have uh, like a device 
so that they can track your your driving. Uh, this device would have to be I installed in your car. I think it plugs in the light or some shit like that, and then they track your movements. But here's an app on your phone, so <laughs> who knows what app they're using? Using information from smartphone apps. So that's plural. So I don't know. They might have like a backdoor or something, or some way to connect with apps, and you don't know. They could be wheeling and dealing. Maybe Facebook or Instagram is selling uh, information to Allstate. If people log in and they use their, I guess Google or whatever, and they log in all devices. Maybe, maybe they could be tracking you. Anytime people hit yes to consent to an app being downloaded on their device and their phone, they're just they're giving consent. Who really reads through all that stuff? So you basically can be giving any of those app providers uh, consent to, or app developers consent to just snoop on you, trace your movements, and, and sell that information. You basically, you said yes. So... Uh, I guess there is no recourse unless you drive around with uh, with your phone in a Faraday cage. <laughs> so surveillance scoring is the product of two trends. So let's just go back to the uh, auto insurance premiums, right? So they, they the apps track your driving style. Again, they would have a field day with me. Large analytics firms monitor whether we are likely to take our medication based on our propensity to refill our prescriptions. Again somebody who does not have any medications or any prescriptions i wonder <laughs> what they would say okay pharmaceutical companies healthcare providers and insurance companies can use these scores among other things to match the right patient investment level to the right patients interesting so i would be a completely uninvested patient okay surveillance scoring is a product of two trends First is the rampant and mostly unregulated collection, there you go, of every intimate detail about our lives, amassed by the nanosecond from smartphones to cars, toasters to toys. Crazy. Even the toasters are spying on us. Fucking crazy. It's a Trojan horse. Every smart device that we let into our house or home, if you're into smart devices, I don't give two shits about a smart TV or a, uh, a smart toaster or an Alexa or a Google. Like, I know people who really absolutely should not even have these devices in their home just based on the type of shit that they've been up to. And, <laughs> and they don't think twice. They don't think twice about it. And that, to me, is just like the ultimate form of getting caught with your pants down. Uh, I just don't get it. This, this blind trust in these devices. Oh, it's so smart. What makes this device so smart? It, just because it makes your life more convenient? <laughs> it's smart enough that it has knowledge. It's smart enough that it has data. And what's that data coming from? Where, what's this data all about? The fancy bells and whistles? The pixels? The color? No. That smart knowledge is, is straight out of the page of 1984 George Orwell's. Those screens are watching you too. See, most people, I don't know, I, the demographics of the people who listen to me are older. So they understand this. And people in their 20s, people in their teens, like, they don't understand this. They don't get it because they're born into it and they readily accept it. And it's just, how, it's the way of life. It's been the way of life as much as they've known. But anybody who's older and who has not grown up with this technology, there has to be people 
uh, a group or an age group. I would think the Gen Xers or the Boomers or whoever the fuck, like, you know, what is this? What is this all about? How much has everything changed in the decades and how quickly? And think, do I really need this in my life? What's, what's the purpose of this? And I'll tell you what the purpose is. This is for them to spy on you and gather information and data. And it's right here. It's right here in this article. Smartphones to cars, toasters, and toys. Like, fucking toys? I never liked dolls growing up. I remember when Cabbage Patch Kid was, like, really popular. Oh, the little girls had Cabbage Patch Kids. And I was like, fuck that shit. I read an article in the Enquirer about a possessed Cabbage Patch doll. And I was like, this will not be happening. Absolutely not. You will not be getting me a Cabbage Patch doll at all. And then you wonder. If that paranoia and that fear, that thing was, you know, possessed. Or could be possessed. Like I said, I, even Christmas time. I was like, do not. Do not. I was like eight years old, six years old. Do not get me a Cabbage Patch Kid. Like I literally told. Yeah, I was like, don't play with me. <laughs> Why? Why was I so paranoid? I don't know. Like at the time, maybe I thought they really could be possessed. Hey, you never fucking know these days. Um, you never know ever. Well, you. some people do know, but as a joke. Now, these dolls are not only, yeah, they're possessed or right? They're possessed with technology, okay, that they are practically are alive, and they are talking to you, and they are watching you. So maybe that was like a precognition fear that I had of, like, what these things are capable of. But all I know is that I wanted no part of it. Absolutely none. But here, again, we have generations of children growing up, and uh, who knows? I don't know what the capabilities are of these, uh, these, these dolls that talk and have eyes and what, what these young children do these days. And maybe they have jump drives or they, they're, they're sending signals back. Fuck, people can hack baby cameras. We live in a surveillance state. Anything is possible. And if toasters and dolls can spy on you, then there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Obviously, because they're selling your information and they're compiling and they're making a profile out of you, your children, your nieces, your nephews, your friends, your community. You're all being watched. And the more you bring this technology, this bogus technology, these Trojan horses into your home, the more you're consenting. The more you're consenting. So, let me continue. This fire hose of data, most of which we surrender voluntarily, that's exactly my point, includes our demographics, income, facial characteristics, the sound of our voice, our precise location, shopping history, medical conditions, genetic information, and what we search for on the internet. The websites we visit, when we read an email, what apps we use, and how long we use them, and how often we sleep, exercise, and the like. The second trend driving these scores is an arrival of technologies able to instantaneously crunch this data. Exponentially more powerful computers and high-speed communication systems such as 5G, which lead to scoring algorithms that use artificial intelligence to rate all of us in some way. I'm just going to say that again. Okay, so the second trend. So first, they're compiling the data from everywhere, right? They're collecting everything about you. Your location, your voice, your facial expressions, your shopping history, your medical conditions, your genetic information. And a lot of people 
give this information out willingly. You get your genetic test, 23andMe, this is... It appeals to the inner, I would say, narcissist and anyone to want to know where you came from. I would love to have one of these tests to know how far my bloodline goes back. But guess what? I don't want to be part of the database. I would love to have the right to know under complete privacy. And maybe I could do that under an alias. But I could still be matched up. That could still be matched up with something somewhere that was taken. Who the fuck knows? It's easy for people to fall into this. It's easy for people because they just automatically assume that there's nothing bad that can come of it. But when they're using the technology, the second trend in, is, is, is to be able to instantaneously crunch this data. Right? And they lead to the algorithms that use the artificial intelligence to rate us all in some way. So if you're an outlier, right, you're either side of the curve or who the fuck knows? I mean, what are they going to do with them? What's going to happen? Okay, the result. Automated decisions based on each consumer's unique score that are, as a practical matter, irreversible. That's because the entire process, the scores themselves, as well as the data upon which they are based, is concealed from us. It is mostly impossible to know when one has become the casualty of a score, let alone whether a score is inaccurate, outdated, or the product of biased or discriminatory code programmed by a faceless software engineer. There is no appeal. Surveillance scoring bears a faint resemblance to credit scoring in the 1960s. In the pre-computer era, private investigators working for banks, retailers, and insurance companies tailed consumers and scoured newspapers for information about arrests, promotions, sexual orientation, drinking habits, and cleanliness to decide a consumer's credit worthiness. Until Congress established rules in the 1970s giving the consumers the right to review and question their credit scores. Today's data snoops obtain infinitely more information about their targets, and in real time. And the impact of surveillance, surveillance scoring is far more pernicious. The tech industry insists that its every advance improves our lives. But that's a myth. Surveillance scoring enables companies to cloak old school discrimination in an aura of technological infallibility and wonder. Secret surveillance scores create micro-markets in which some consumers are no longer welcome. They divide Americans into haves and have-nots. The losers regulated to the status of second-class citizens. Consumers need a 21st century solution to this emergent threat. Congress are watching tech money is mired in an outdated legal paradigm. Disclosure of privacy policies and consent via a click. No one pretends that these industrial age contract law concepts will do anything to curb data larceny, let alone regulate or bar surveillance, secret surveillance scores. We petitioned the FTC to, to investigate and regulate surveillance scoring. The commission's response, a blog post urging the firms that develop and apply scores to regulate themselves. <laughs> this is only the latest example of Washington's capitulation in the tech, to the tech industry. 
whose continuous loop of privacy violations, abject apologies, and payment of inconsequential penalties confirms that consumers cannot rely on the federal government for protection. No way! There was a previous article um, that I read, and they were they were gathering the database, right? And and these were commercial companies where they had everybody's location, uh, the Atlas of Surveillance. Uh, welcome to my nightmare, right? The, the American dream is dead. The nightmare has begun. Begun. Uh, become. There is a database, uh, and I believe it's called the Atlas, uh, Atlas of Surveillance, and it's all across the United States where you can look this database up and see what kind of surveillance methods that they have, uh, whether it be drones or I, all sorts of shit. Okay, uh, license plate readers. It depends. They have more uh, certain areas than others. So, the government can purchase data, location data, of people. I think it was like immigration or something that they were tracking, and they were able to purchase this data from a com- quote commercial company. And, and and in the article, they didn't mention the commercial company, but right here, it could be any of these these apps, these data scoring apps. Um, so as far as relying on the federal government for protection, the government isn't going to protect us from this because they, they're, they're paying these people to get this information. (laughs) Why would they protect us from a source of data, a treasure trove of information that they would have on us that they don't even have to worry about compiling themselves? It's, we gave it to them. So the, the federal government, that's funny that they say we petitioned the federal government. Like, really? <laughs> you guys are cute. <laughs> Secret surveillance scoring places us at the precipitous, uh, precipice of the singularity. A dystopian turning point after which machines will make judgments about humans that will determine our fate. We either seize control over our future or risk losing it. And that was uh, an opinion article written by Harvey Rosen. Field and Laura Antonini, the Washington Post. I believe I can see the future.